from Four Guys and My Mum. This is Last Night Recap, recorded Monday the 25th of March. I'm Martin Coots and I'm joined as ever by my friends and co-host. Start with Mr Matt Pullen. Good evening, Matt. Hello, Martin. How are you? I'm okay. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, recovering slowly. I apologise, listeners, if I go into a point, but um, you know, I'm I'm getting there. <coughs> oh, there we go. When you there say we go. I'm just, gonna cough, it just suddenly makes you cough. That's like it. You suddenly it. feel. Yeah, you suddenly feel that like you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, over in Sweden is good friend and sleepy Mr. Anderson. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm okay. And I have to apologize as well if I cough, but that's from the cold ice cream that I'm eating at the moment. (laughs) Hey, and in the background there, you could hear him just giggling. And I think the question on everyone's lips is, where's Kurt? Oh, it's going to be a tricky one this time. It's not going to be easy for you guys. Okay. Mm. It's not a big city. Oh, but is it in the States? It is in the States. Yeah, me, okay, let me get east or west coast? Up. Yeah, it's, it's east coast. It's in the south. Um, Florida? No, no. That's a. Uh, Tam- it's in a yeah. big state. Is it big state? Tallahassee. Savannah? No, I'm not in Savannah. Okay. Bainbridge. Mm-mm. Are you in Florida? No, I'm not in Florida. North Carolina. Right. Okay. No. I was going to say, are you in, are you in like, uh, in like Westbury, you know, Massachusetts? No, Massachusetts, that's, that's, that's further north. north. <laughs> I know, I know. Valdosta. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, oh, give us a state. Yeah, in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, so it's not Texas. a big it's universal like, city. Um, if you can name the, the biggest city close by, um, I'll give you that. Dallas. Yes, it's close by to Dallas. It's a uh, it's a little uh, outside of Dallas, um, a town called Louisville. Not oh, Louisville, yeah. but Louisville. Yep, Louisville. 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 Yeah, yeah. and nice. it's the one in Texas because you. I think you've got one in uh, North Carolina too. I think so. That's where yeah. we are right now. Cool. Mm, well, since you're in uh, Louisville, Kurt, and you're in Texas, why don't you give us a rundown of what's happening on this week's show? Well, this week, um, it's all about cultivating a PLN, a personal learning network across K20 on the uh, America's chat. Um, And of course, we've got the tweet of the week by uh, by Mary and the tweet tweet of the week uh, happening on your side um, on the EMEA chat. Um, Looking forward to uh, seeing what went on there and what happened for you. I think that was all about fresh deployment at the EMEA chat, wasn't that? That was indeed, yeah, by uh, Adam Webb. He hosted uh, a really, really informative chat on iPad deployment and setup. So yeah, it was it was quite a good one. Looking forward yeah, like, to like to recapping one. that for you guys. Yeah, he's a good, he's a clever guy. He's a really clever guy. Cool. Yeah. And then the tweet, cool. uh, the okay. hashtag of the week I wanted to introduce is uh, uh, group chats, like group messages. So we'll talk about that mm-hmm. a little later in cool. uh, in the Americas chat. Okay, well, we've got a fun show for you coming up this week. Um, after we return, I will get uh, I will kick us off with a recap of the EMEA chat, and oh. I will speak to you all Martin, in a second. Oh. Yeah, this is really lovely ice cream. 
I can do <laughs> Do you know how I know it's lovely ice cream, Johan? No. You're not talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're That's happy. how I know you're enjoying it. You're quiet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll return after Johan has finished. Okay, we're back and we're going to be recapping the EMEA chat. Uh, and as Kurt said just a few seconds ago, this chat this week was all on fresh deployment, deployment scenarios um, when you know, you're know you looking to deploy iPads or Mac in education. It was hosted by Adam Webb at A underscore Webb underscore 7. A uh, really clever guy. He knows a lot about deployment, knows a lot about managed Apple IDs, knows how it all goes together. And I'm going to start with the EMEA tweet of the week, which comes from another um, deployment genius, um, Adam Schlam at, at Aramsky on Twitter. And it was in response to Adam's first question, uh, Adam's first question all about what uh, one feature of Apple technologies makes them great for deployment in schools. And it was simply having a one-stop shop for accounts, devices, and content has made a big difference. Hashtag Apple School Manager works seamlessly with our MDM. This makes for less manual work and reduces human errors. So, yeah, I just thought that was a really good one because I think we're all... We've all been around the block long enough to know what it was like before Apple School Manager and what it was like to deploy devices. You were either deploying one at a time or you were sitting with a USB hub and, you know, 60 devices. schools, no? Those There's, schools are do the one Apple ID thing. Although I think that's so. not legal, but I've come across a few recently I, again. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. it happening as well. Yeah, just the, these schools that are breaking the terms and conditions where, mm-hmm. you know, obviously at home... And educate, you know, what happens at home and what happens in enterprise are two completely different things. So I think we all probably take advantage of family sharing, which means, you know, in in, in my house, you know, there's four of us. We've got two devices. uh, We've got two devices each and apps are shared across ours, even though I might have bought it or my wife might have bought it or my son and daughter. We can all download that onto our device. But in education, as we all know, it's completely different. It's one device, one account, one copy of an, an app, which is why we had programs like the Volume Purchase Program um, and you know, the, some app developers taking advantage of the 50% discount if you bought 20 or more copies of an app. So, yeah, I think Apple School Manager has made a, a difference if done properly and if used properly. So, Could you explain me a little bit about what was, like something was released this week um, that a lot of people seem to be very, very happy about? Yeah, so essentially what happened this week was Apple School Manager now integrates with um, the Microsoft Azure uh, authentication system. So for anyone who's ever worked at the back end of Google uh, for education, one of the things that you're able to do is simply create a spreadsheet of users, upload it into Google and have it um, allocate them and and create verification. And what's happened this week is um, Apple and Microsoft um, have always kind of worked well together in the enterprise and all these different places. But now in education, 
you're now able to sort of, and I think what it's eventually going to lead to is that Office 365 accounts can automatically become managed Apple IDs as well. So if you, 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 you will eventually have a managed Apple ID and an Office 365 account that are kind of linked into one. So this has been a bit of the, a bit of the excitement this week is this authentication. Um, Bradley, Bradley Chambers uh, wrote, he writes a, an article every week on 9to5mac.com called Making the Grade, where he, he talks about this in more detail. I'm actually... Um, I'll, I'll put a link out to it from the uh, the last cap week, uh, last night recap uh, Twitter account where he goes into it in a lot of detail. So it just got a few of us excited because it's making school manager um, just this this more all rounded, well rounded system. I mean, I, I think a lot of people forget mm-hmm. Apple School Manager is only three years old. Um, we're still in terms of managed Apple IDs, managed deployments, device enrollment program, all of these type of things even though iPads in education have been close to nine years at this point, the deployment tools and the deployment, the, the amount of deployment tools that we get a chance to use have only really been around for the past three years. Um, that's when iOS 9.3 uh, came out. I remember going to a number of events where Apple School Manager would only work with a limited amount of a limited amount of systems. It would only work with so many uh, mobile device management solutions. It really, it really took a little while to to get going. Classroom, um, this was in the the early days of Classroom, where you couldn't use it in the same way that we use it just now. It was, it was, it had to be set up in Apple School Manager and automatically deployed. There was no bespoke creation. So we've we've seen these tools progress. Do you feel it's of, finally uh, getting there? It's got a little bit to go. Um, there's definitely some things that um, Matt and I have, have sort of had lots of conversations about this as well. And I think one of the, the things that it could get much better at is the, the management of accounts. The, the way that... Yeah, definitely. Um, the syncing of accounts is uh, the downside right now. Yeah. Because uh, there's no automation and there's no... I mean, the first time we ever get it is now with Azure AD. Yeah. And and the and right now it's just a, uh, what do you say, an identification. So it's not any uh, any more than that at the moment, I guess. No creation of accounts and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's where the Azure thing is really going to yeah. hopefully make a, a big big difference is that authentication. Yeah. Um, and the login. It's kind of the the managed Apple IDs are fine, but they're very. Um, it's a very walled garden. So right now, I can't do any of the iCloud sharing yeah. features with non-managed Apple IDs. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is also with iTunes U. Um, there are still a lot of institutions that are using iTunes U, and if you're using a managed Apple ID, you can't create an iTunes U course and share it with users who are BYOD and using their own accounts. It has yeah. to be. It has to be all managed Apple IDs or commercial Apple IDs. There's no communication between. I think that collaboration um, thing, though, Mark, that, that, you know, lots of schools want to take advantage of collaboration and the collaborative features in iWorks. And I think that's just, it's just holding people back at the moment because it's it's not seamless that, that you know, student X wants to just share a document with student Y so they can just do something. It, it's... Mm-hmm. It's just not quite there, you know. But yeah, you know, I am not a computer programmer. 
just some simple tweaks that that need to be done and you know that's nice that you mentioned yeah, that it and needs to work uh, doesn't it when it comes out it can't yeah. be flawed because that, yeah. that's as off-putting as not being able to do it in the first place and of course it's got with security yeah. as well um, because apple's really yeah. um it's really important yeah. to yeah. them yeah. yeah and actually uh, there's a, a vast difference between those two apple yeah. ids um, yeah. in in security and all that so i think that's it's more of that of a hassle to do it uh, than really being programming, I think, in the long run. It, it, so if they can sort that out, uh, what you can share and what you can't, um, that could be good. But if you have a, a young student that's underage or younger, should it be able to share with uh, someone, anyone? I think you can, you can think about yeah, yeah I think what I would like to see in terms of that and I totally agree with what you're saying there Johan it's definitely all about privacy even at the um even at the the it's showtime event that Apple just had this evening they were talking mm-hmm. about privacy but uh, going yep. going to your comment there about the younger pupil what I would like to see is to make it easier for a, a young pupil to share with their teacher without knowing the teacher's Apple ID right now if I, if the young pupil has a managed Apple ID and the teacher has a managed Apple ID, they need to know the account. Even sharing it via AirDrop doesn't work. So I'd like to see easier collaboration where it's, you know, they just... Uh, guys, yeah. can yeah. I interrupt? And I'd say, Sorry, yeah. Like, um, what does this mean um, for us as teachers in the classroom? Like as Matt said, I'm not an IT uh, kind of guy. In, in that specific technical way, like, because I think, Martin, you had a interesting question coming up for yeah. people in a classroom who may not be, let me, let me point this out really as nice as possible. We couldn't care less about the things that happen behind. I just want the technology to work so I can teach. So yeah. how can yeah. I be prepped for it? Absolutely, yeah. I think what it's going to do is it, it should hopefully get us on the first the first roads to making that um, to making that that tech work a wee bit more seamlessly. And like you say, Kurt, um, preparing staff is fundamental in any deployment. And that is actually the question that I'm going to recap. Um, the the question does say preparing staff is fundamental in any deployment. And specifically, how has the deployment of classroom empowered teachers in your school? So we all know how great Classroom is in terms of being a classroom management tool. We've Again, we've all been around long enough but that we remember what it was like before Classroom. Mm-hmm. And the one thing teachers asked was, how do I control what pupils are doing within, within, my, within my setting, within my classroom uh, work that is taking place? And that's where Classroom really comes into play. So the first answer is from Miriam Walsh, friend of the show. And she says, I'm the only one using Classroom in my school, but I am totally empowered. I love having a system Mm -hmm. that works for me and for my students. Um, I'm lucky to have trained a lot of teachers in her uh, regional training centre and having seen the benefits in schools in her community. Um, So it's really that empowerment. And going to Gerard Greeley, Justin Timberlake, he has said that classroom has. <laughs> uh, he said the classroom has really handed back control to teachers. That keyword there, control. It's easy to point students to a document, website, or task in the one go or individually. Gone are the opportunities for low-level disruption. I think a little bit more than that, though, 
just to build on it, is the fact that it speeds up the process quite a lot. Yeah. And I think that, that's one thing. Yeah. It just, it's just those little irritating time lapses where, where you, you know, you've got to get kids to scan a QR code or you've got to yep. get them to find the app on the device. Just by doing it quickly, just takes... It, it again goes back to the technology becomes invisible because we're just seamlessly moving from one element to the next without it being, yeah. mm. you know, this slog of access and everything. So, yeah. Where do you think and, you and, would introduce this? Talking about preparing staff, like day one, yeah, day one, yeah. day one, minute one, it's, it's yeah. like yeah. iPad out of the box and and talk yep. about classroom. Yeah, yep, yeah. It's one of the first things in any iPad deployment. Classroom is classroom is the teacher tool in terms of you know even just going back to what Johan was saying about that younger pupil. When I am working, I work with uh, pupils who are age five up to age um, 13, and a little, I can go all the way up to 18. But it's the, the five-year-old to six-year-old to seven-year-olds where classroom really becomes that time saver that Matt was saying, because I don't have to make them go, this is the app you're looking for. Now, it might be in different places on all your iPads. I just tap open, tap the app. They're all straight into it. I want them to go to a website, tap the website, send it, they all go straight to don't you think it. As, it a, don't you think as well, sorry, Matt, that when, when you're yeah, introducing things to, to teachers, you, you've got to try and find their hook. You know, what, what's the thing that's going to get yeah. this teacher on board? And I think Classroom kind of gives several of those hooks, be it, be it the simplicity of opening a website or, or pointing someone to an app or being able to see everyone's screens or... You know, there's so much in there in one simple place that I think when you know it's that, absolutely, you know, I get it now. I get why I'm going to use iPads in the classroom, you know, because it yeah, solves yeah. That and then it, actually, if you if you turn around and get boring again or very technical, <laughs> actually, <clears throat> actually, there's a, that's a really good thing about that as well. Because all the systems that Don't we, we have use any ice cream right for now, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, they they work together and it's yeah. quite easy to get them to talk to each other, each other but in the end apple school manager hasn't been there so maybe maybe you have the same um pa- password the same name the whole mm-hmm. way through except in your managed apple id and suddenly now with the azure thing you have it all the way through so it's much more simple you save a lot of time you don't need 14 passwords you just need one and that's a big relief for teachers yeah. i think so yeah uh even that's boring it's quite important and it, and i think it's a good thing yeah absolutely i mean the i mean classroom is that way that you manage tech and it used to be that classroom was a fact to set up. I remember when Classroom yeah. 2.0 came out and we were able to do it just with teachers enrolling using the four, or pupils enrolling with the four-digit code. I remember uh, doing a training session the, the day or the, a couple of days after that came out and having the teachers sit there in this training session, they had this kind of, oh, and then they went, mm. oh, they kind of had the, you know, they had the, whoa, this is really cool. And then two seconds later, they had the, wait a minute, this is a game changer for us. This is completely going to change the way that we manage tech in our classroom and keep students on task. Um, and it's it's just a lot, it's a lot, a, a massive win for teachers in education. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've just got a that's a good, yeah. I've just good yeah, note, I've just got a couple of recaps uh, left. Lindsay Balfe uh, said classroom has taken away some of the fear that teachers have when using iPads in the classroom. They've started to engage more with CPD and they're using it more. So it's actually the the fear of using the iPads been taken away, and teachers at Lindsay School are actually now willing to embrace more ideas. Um, you think Ruben that's ben- because of the yeah, uh, the control uh, part of it? Yeah. That like viewing screens or having them be able to lock in. I think I think so. I think the the fact that you know if you want your pupils back on task, you tap lock screen and all your pupils are suddenly listening to what you've got to say. Mm-hmm. I think it's just. I think that's where we've certainly seen it from our point of view that teachers were afraid that this disruptive device, this disruptive piece of technology in their classroom, was going to take away their classroom management and their ability to manage behavior effectively when in fact it's the exact opposite the the low level disruption the low level um time wasting aspect that happens is taken away with classroom and it, it, it they suddenly feel that they're back in control and and that just opens doors in a massive way right so so yeah so as always with this one miriam has done the the recap on wakelets um, really, it's. I think you can tell it's a it's a topic that I I really enjoyed. It, no. I really enjoyed talking about. No, and I know, I know, no, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's how I got my start with with iPads and education was deployment, um, as well as teaching with them. So it's yeah, I can I can talk for I can talk for years on this topic, but we'll keep the chat going uh, and we'll come back after this with Kurt's excellent recap of the Americas chat. So. I'll chat to you in a sec, guys. Hopefully, thank you. You're still listening. All right, great. Um, (laughs) Time to recap what happened during the Americas chat, um, where Michael Mills this week was leading the uh, the talk all about cultivating a PLN across K to twenty, so all the way up from kindergarten into university, um, out of school. How do you? keep your personal learning network going. But before I dive into the question, there's Mary's tweet of the week. Yeah. Which was, I love FaceTime and FaceTime. And she'll have to explain that a little bit. Um, I'll, and I repeat that. She loves FaceTime and FaceTime. There's something about being able to see someone while having a conversation that makes the connection real. And that dives in perfectly into the question for PLN personal learning networks nice you guys do you guys have well of course probably tons of them um how do you keep how do you keep a hold of them i'm just really good looking so everyone just want to hang out with me (laughs) (laughs) he's very modest doesn't he yeah I think it was because you have ice cream for now, and then they will just all unfollow you once the jars are. Yeah, I have a lot of ice cream. <laughs> um, yeah, I I try to keep you know Instagram. I try to do a a, a, um, a combination of of kind of geeky stuff and personal stuff, uh, and then Twitter. I kind of keep for work. I've just recently stopped using Facebook. I still have my Facebook account, but I've actually deleted the uh, the Facebook app off my off my devices, and I've 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 stopped connecting it. That's been since most of twenty nineteen. Um, and you know, so you have a life I, again. I actually feel great to be honest because I'm not. I you know I used to pick up my phone four or five times you know a minute, 
uh, to check to check what was on That's what was on Facebook and that, I know I know I know but but it's like it's like weightlifting it's the only exercise I get it's like phone you know it's like it's, um, but yeah I just kind of I I tried to find a way to to keep work life and personal life separate on them and one of the things I did was almost like a cleanse with the soul and that was getting rid of Facebook. Um, but it's a, it's a juggling act. As a lot of people are doing it yeah. right now, and not just because of the privacy. I, I feel like um, it, it's dying down a little bit, the, uh, the effect of the connectivity on, on Facebook. Um, I know there's some groups still going active and, and all of that, but um, more and more people are, are jumping off. So where are you going? And, and that might tie in immediately to the question that uh, Michael had. He's, he said, other than Twitter, um, how do you best connect with your online PLN? For me, it's when, when you get to a certain stage um, it, in terms of maybe trust. I think I move over to iMessage. Uh, I know, yeah. obviously, Martin, me and you are in quite a few different sort of groups. Yeah. I think, I think that, that's probably come about in that same way, hasn't it? They might start informally or formally, I don't know how, how you might phrase it, but yeah. starting Twitter maybe in that way. And then, and then they'll just go to an iMessage group where it's just a little bit more you know, random chat happens. Um. Uh, yeah, I think um, one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think based on the chats that the four of us have in iMessage, it is totally random. I mean, I, 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 I know a lot of people that we know, Matt and Kurt. You, you know, a lot of yeah. people that we know rely on Twitter direct message for that. And I'm talking even people that I have in my in my contacts list rely on Twitter direct message. And I. I get really put off by that because I don't. I I I'm not a huge fan of direct messages in in Twitter. I think, you know, I I don't know what it is. There's just something about I like Twitter to have a a timeline. I don't see that as the place that I go to get messages. I'd rather use iMessage if it's someone that I that I know. I'd rather use I'd rather use iMessage. I think just because if I'll throw in two. I'll throw in two responses that uh, yeah. that um, are aligned with that. Um, first one being from uh, Anthony's. I think it's Sterp. Anthony, correct me um, on Twitter if I'm I'm wrong, or or send me a, a message. And uh, he's at at Sterp.com. He said late to the game, but I'm here. Um, do gigantic do gigantic text groups count? Yes. I used to hate them, but now I love them. And um, he's saying Facebook is still filled with groups. So that's one of the responses that yeah. I got a little bit in line with what you just said. Um, and then Brian Phillips, who is um, at BW Phillips 70, he said, I have to say, I really like the iMessage groups. A few minutes, you can uh, get five to six responses with different viewing points. Um, yeah. For me, sometimes, especially when the group gets too, too big, I think the biggest function in iMessage is the yeah. mute button. Yeah. And then I'll go back and see what's happening. Yeah, me too. Actually, I think I also use um, now now because of the because of how I work, obviously with with students, we use Slack quite a bit. Huge fan of Slack. Our, our conversations. I don't. I don't. I don't want to obviously share my personal phone number or anything to do iMessage groups, but I like the idea of how iMessage works. So Slack yeah. kind of gives me that yeah. kind of more formal setting where you know no one has to exchange phone numbers. Or you anything. feel that's a mix. Between Twitter it and, 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 um, yeah. and it messaging, also has that nice kind of um, it, it tells you what you've missed, so it doesn't start last, yeah. last comment. It, it actually picks up where you're from. To this since last here, I think that's quite nice. 
Um, I just like uh, yeah. the fact that it feels a bit more professional than an iMessage conversation. Well, it was it was kind of um, it was Slack was was launched as a kind of alternative to email. You know, if you were gonna if you were gonna have large conversations over the email, then Slack almost became like this this communication room for teams and for for businesses. And I I, I love the fact that when you you open Slack, it takes you to what you missed. I also like that you can um, customize your notifications. Yeah based on either mentions or keywords. I love the keyword notification. So if it's something, you know, you know, let's just say iPad, iOS, anything like that, if there's notifications or messages that have those specific keywords, then I get a notification. Otherwise, I only pick up the messages when I want to go in and check yeah. stuff in Slack. Huge fan of Slack. So Slack messages. And then I heard you mention one other thing, um, Martin, and uh, Mrs. Randolph had a, had a uh, thing that uh, tweet that connected to that. Um, she said, "Instagram stories are great. I get to see what others are up to." And she also uses text. But um, you mentioned something about Instagram. Are you using the stories too? I do. Yeah, I tend to. If I've got something, um, you know, if I'm if I'm unboxing a latest iPad this week, um, I tend to use which is every week. Uh, um, I I tend to use Instagram stories for just kind of snippets, you know, if something cool is happening that, or something I think is cool is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Instagram stories. I like the fact that they are short, you know, you can, yeah, you can, you can have them as long or as short as you want. They only last, you know, they're fleeting. They only last for, I think it's 24 hours. And then, you know, you can just kind of go through and it's almost like a, it's like a snapshot of a day for some people you can go through and you can pick up some of the things that are happening. Monica Burns uh, at Class Tech Tips, she, her Instagram stories are usually very good um, with, with all the places that she's going and uh, uh, all of the, the kind of sessions she's running. I really like hers. I'd like to throw in some alternative uh, ways of staying in touch with your PLN. And um, Jude, uh, Judith McCulloch, who's at Judith McCulloch, um, said, I have met a lot of teachers that are in uh, my PLN through tech classes I've taken and continue to take. And I'm in contact with many of my last cohort and still go to them with questions and vice versa. So actual face Face to face. You've probably been in situations. Um, I remember actually last year, more or less, um, around this time, I believe even, Martin, you and I met live for the first time. We did. Europe. So. It was, yeah. This uh, hard to believe that this time last year we were in a in a high school in Chicago attending. You were, but both of us already <laughs> you, knew you. you. Was, no, I wasn't. Oh, but we were. We I'm we're a, we're just nobody. You're like yeah. a celebrity over there. <laughs> For us to run into each other. It's I know, amazing. I know. Of all the places, of all the places for the three of us to run into each other, yeah, you know, we're Chicago. <laughs> I still feel like that's a special moment when someone walks up to you and says, "I'm following you on Twitter, and it's so nice to finally meet you." Because um, I like to put a real face, not just a profile picture, um, to yeah. the person, and and I feel that the connections you have afterwards Kurt, online Kurt, are stronger. Kurt, that's because we usually put out the real face. On, on the profile i know so it's not like a muscular guy and then suddenly you, <laughs> we see you and that's it 
Wow. Well, that's because I can't hide all that. I mean, all that ice cream. So. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and the last one I wanted to talk about, and that, that is a line to you, Matt. Um, Chris Turnbull, who was active at last week's uh, chat too, um, that's at Turnbull Chris. And she said, I'd like to check out all the iBooks that others have published as a way of getting more ideas from many of the folks um, on this specific um, Apple EDU chat. And, and maybe a little promo to what you're doing, Matt, um, about books and, and gathering yeah, them all. So, What's the idea? Yeah, so as you may or may not know, I, I decided a couple of weeks ago that there's so much amazing content out there from from uh, you know we've written books and and there's hundreds of ads around the world that have written some amazing books and um, I just kind of wanted to get it all in one place selfishly for my students because I want to big it up to, to my students to to just give ideas to them but then as I put it out lots of people on Twitter were sort of saying oh this is a great you know resource great place to sort of store it all and it started with just a few I was kind of just putting in some that I've read and. And I think are useful. That I'd like to share with others. And and you know, last time I checked, there was about ninety different books in there that people have added in. Wow. And wow. and what's great is that they're not all added in from the actual author. They're added in by people that have read the books and think this is a really good one. Um, this needs to go on the list because people need to know about it. So this this really huge kind of collaborative shared space of of peer authored, um, peer authored, peer reviewed books, you know, I, I'm going to put it in there because yeah, I've yeah. read it and it's great and you should read it. So yeah, um, if you're following me on Twitter, we'll share our, our Twitter names a bit later, you'll, you'll have access to this shared numbers document with with all of these books and loads of different titles. Is the, is the end of your Twitter handle the password to get into this document? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was, I no. was very Not yet. We're changing that yeah. right now. Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for your insights uh, on this topic. Um, I'd love to hear what our special guest is going to ask us in questions with Matt, because I can't wait. Oh, for that. Are you I'm ready? I'm so excited. It's going to be I, a good I, one. I need to go and get some more yeah. ice cream, I think. <laughs> okay. We'll be back after uh, Johan has filled his bowl. <laughs> right. Questions with Matt live. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, there's actually a live jingle in there. Live jingle. Listeners, he has upped his game. I do always question when they say everyone can create music that there should be a, an asterisk at the back that says, except for Matt. <laughs> yeah. Love it, buddy. Well done. Okay, so um, straight into questions with Matt. So um, we've had another call-in listener this week um, and a pretty famous call-in listener this week. Mm -hmm. So Martin's mum has dropped us a question, guys, and here it is. What? has been the biggest change in iPad deployment that you have experienced. Okay, great. So thanks, Martin's mum. So thanks, mum. Thanks, mum. Hi, mum. What's been the biggest change mom. in iPad deployment that you've experienced? So we've talked a lot about this tonight, but you know, let's check it out to you guys. What's the biggest change in iPad deployment you've experienced? Martin, yeah, Okay. Uh, uh, put simply, um, d device enrollment program, the, the fact that when you get a yeah. device 
out of the box, you connect it to the network, it gets the profile to connect to the network within your school and the setup is pretty pretty seamless. Um, that has just been a massive game changer for, for, for me and uh, people that I've worked with. Yeah, awesome. definitely. I agree with, with you fully. I don't have an answer, so I'll, I'll agree with that. That's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> cool. Hey. No, I like, the, I like the fact that the focus on the learning as quick as possible, that, that's, that's key for me. So, yeah. Um, and that the guys who have the talents of, of making the blueprint behind the scenes, so um, just like you said, getting it out the box as a teacher, just um, starting it up, being on the network, put your password in and go. That's wonderful. Awesome. I can start yeah. teaching. Okay, great. And um, she's. If you were stuck on a desert island, what would be the one thing you'd want to have with you? I'd pack your clean underwear. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so if you were stuck on a desert hey, island, she's always she's always looking out for me. What can I say? <laughs> if you were stuck on a desert island, what would be the one thing you'd want to have with you? But she would always pack you clean underwear, Martin, which is good to know. So. Chipping I know. I know. Go ice on, cream. Go. Ice cream. Ice cream. Give it to me. Surprise, surprise. It's hot in a desert <laughs> island, so I would imagine you would need it. Kurt? On a desert island or a dessert island? That's I would go with the, uh, the, the my father's answer saying um, it's an eraser to keep that clean underwear going. Oh, ah, nice. nice. That's okay. So I would take the. the uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I, like I don't the, want uh... my ice cream anymore. <laughs> See, this is like the. Uh, this is this. This actually goes back to uh, something my mum used to say to me: was you always have to wear clean underwear and 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 in case you get hit by a bus. Uh, to which my response was. If I get hit by a bus, it's not going to be clean underwear <laughs> by the time they come and find me. So, um, what, what, hap- what happened, yeah. boys? What, what happened with that underwear thing? What's that? What's that about? Is there some? That's just There's... my mum. That's just my mum taking care of me. <laughs> okay, She's just. Cool. Uh, yeah. um, I think. I, yeah. I. I think my uh, answer uh, would be how to get off a desert island using only your beard hair and underwear. Um, so that would be that would I be I like that visually in front of me, like where you create like a little flag, catch some wind, yeah, try to sail off. Just and I'm trying not hoist the alternate. to visualize yeah. it. That's <laughs> not to visualize, not to visualize my underwear connected exactly. to my beard and taking me out to sea. Yeah. Hey, I'm a visual learner. I can't help it. Now you, I know. I'll draw. I'll draw you a picture. It's nice. Nice. Then, Koch, the new challenge is uh, two lines that resemble Martin's underwear or beard. <laughs> that's, the, that's the question for wow. listeners. <laughs> oh, my God. You know when you ever have those moments when you regret asking something? <laughs> Martin's <laughs> mom started it. I know. To be fair, it runs in the family, so it's... Uh... Okay, great. So um, we've we've actually got one other question that, that I've just recently been tweeted. Um, as mm-hmm. might come. So this, this question comes from a Tim Apple. Uh, I'm not sure who this, this guy is. Uh, Tim <laughs> Apple. Um, and, and his question is, um, with, the, with the announcement of a new um, iWork update coming soon, what are you most looking forward to? Ooh, templates. The, 
iCloud. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, motion pa- motion parts on yeah, iOS. I agree too. with you on that one. Johan, anything and, different? And yep. shapes Chuckins? coming with, with that too. Um, yes. No, I was saying with the motion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I like that's going to yeah. be cool. As long as they don't yeah. kill the ice cream shape, we're all good. Exactly. <laughs> this is it. Okay, so that was uh, that was questions with Matt this week. Um, we will uh, tidy tidy up some of the questions for next week and and make sure that we don't ask Martin about his underwear ever again. So please, please. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Kurt was the one that said his underwear was messy. That's why he was I only said an eraser. Stop. You assumed <laughs> that last bit. Stop talking. Okay, right. Okay, guys, we'll bring it back with wrap up after this. Oh Thank my. you. I'm away to change. I'm away to change my underwear. Right. Okay, guys, if you have made it this far, you have stuck it out with us, and we are always appreciative. Guys, another really good episode. I'm I'm uh, pleased. We've got a really right mixed bag, but I think it's I think that's what makes this this podcast. So much fun for us to do, certainly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Highlight of the week. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Kurt, um, just before we go to where everyone's Twitter is, do you want to tell us what's happening in uh, EMEA and Americas this week, please? Yes. Um, I'll start with the Americas one because um, Brian Phillips, who was active in uh, last week's chat and we uh, called out during our show today, is actually hosting one next week. And that's, um, or tomorrow. Um, even better. It's called Enhancing Student Learning and Teacher Sanity with Schoolwork. So from classroom Mm. to schoolwork will be the discussion um, on the Americas one. And then um, at EMEA, it looks like Anne and Alina, and I'm not going to try to pronounce their last names. I'm sorry, (laughs) ladies. Um, Maybe Johan can help me with that one. Um, But the EMEA chat is going to be about um, using technology in after-school clubs. And I've seen some wonderful work by these two ladies. So I can only imagine the practical ideas that come out of that chat tomorrow. Yeah, I've seen the questions. The questions are good. The questions are very, very good. And that's tomorrow, 26th of March. um, And the EMEA one is at 8 p.m. GMT. And the Americas one is at 6 uh, at Pacific time in the evening. Yeah, our clocks change. Uh, we move to BST next Saturday, Sunday, so timings will change right. with the next episode. Yeah, so. You didn't need yeah. to say that this week. That's confusing. No, but I, it's, it, I like to. I like. I know, but I like to have the people want more, Matt. I like to, you know, <laughs> give them a hook to get them to listen. Speaking of which, giving them a hook. Let's uh, let everybody know how they can meet us on Twitter, Matt. New iPads came out last week, um, so I would really like it if you would tell me your PIN number so that you can treat me to one. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, my, it, can I just say, because people are going to start to think, this is not my <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the number to get into the document. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you can reach me at Matt6453. So listen, perfect. if you use these... Yeah, that resembles the favorite flavor of Matt's ice cream. It's not his pin code. Yeah. It's ice cream. And Kurt, do you want to let everyone know yours? Yes. uh, Minus M-E-E-S-T-E-R Kurt. That's at Meester Kurt or Meester Kurt, if you're listening from anywhere in the Netherlands or Belgium. 
if you're listening. Excellent. Uh, I'm sure they are. Mr. Anderson, why don't you let everyone know how they can find yeah, you? Yeah, so it's at Anderson, and it's a double S, as it should be, underscore E-D-U. Perfect. You can find me at... Yeah, you can find me at mcoots, C-O-U-T-T-S, 81. You can find us all at Last Recap. And guys, I just want to thank you for another thoroughly enjoyable show. We're getting closer to the 10. I mean, we are. I was having my ice cream and I I was really enjoying it until the underwear came up and all that. (laughs) My wife says the same thing all the time. Get off. off. And on that terrible disappointment, I will will speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.